0: Welcome to the Endpoints Podcast, presented by the ALS Therapy Development Institute. I'm Jonathan Gang. One of the most common misconceptions about ALS is that it only affects older white men. In reality, the disease can affect anyone of any age, and of any ethnicity. Many shades of ALS, a team within the IMALS organization, is working hard to dispel some of these misconceptions. Their mission is to bring attention to people of color living with ALS and the unique challenges they often face, as well as providing resources for their mental, physical, and social well-being. Juan Reyes is a veteran living with ALS, an advocate, and co-chair of the Many Shades of ALS team. Lakia Nard is a member of the team who lost her son, King Nazir, to a rare form of pediatric ALS and also runs her own nonprofit, Melanin Children Matter. Today on Endpoints, they both join us to talk about how the team came together, its mission, and how the ALS research and medical communities could be better serving people of color with the disease.
1: Uh, the mini-shades I uh, think came about when several of us in the ALS community within I Am ALS recognized the gap and. <clears throat> Uh, resources and information and guidance available to communities of color. It is often said that there is a misconception <coughs> that ALS is an older white gentleman's disease, <coughs> and <coughs> uh, many of us quickly discover that. ALS does not discriminate based on anything. It does um, afflict anyone and everyone, uh, regardless of demographic, ethnicity, or culture. And as we grow better at uh, advancing the science of uh, diagnosing ALS, we're discovering that the uh, diversity of ALS is much broader than we ever expected. And that is the main focus of the team, which is to bring awareness <clears throat> and effect change in these services available to and offered for communities of color. We try to reach out and partner with organizations that are focused on reaching communities of color. Um, uh, For example, we have collaborated with Black in Nero, which is an organization that Advances uh, the professional uh, aspects of uh, individuals that work within the neurosciences and neurological fields <clears throat> in the hopes of uh, educating not just them but the community at large with respect to the. Challenges that, um, for example, individuals uh, that are Black or African American might face with respect to uh, uh, internal cultural biases and external biases that can often create obstacles in accessing timing, care, and services, and we have discovered of late that there's great interest in expanding the diversity of clinical trial inclusion in order to uh, get a better sampling of a diverse group of patients. that can possibly open doors and enhance understanding of the pathophysiology of ALS.
0: Lakia, who became involved more recently, says that connecting with Many Shades of ALS was a welcome relief after the challenges she faced while dealing with her son's disease.
2: Um, So with Many Shades of ALS, uh, ALS, I was referred there from um, a good friend. Uh, There was Katrina and there was Lisa. They uh, invited me to many shades of LLS because of the backlash that I got that, you know, we, uh, we get the stereotype of it being an old white person's or old white man's disease. And that is not the case. Like anybody, any color and any age can get it. So, um, when I came to, uh, these, uh, support groups for ALS, they were in there and they contacted me and was like, well, you know, I am ALS has many shades of ALS. And so I came there and I felt, um, a little better, uh, felt comfortable. They welcomed me. They were, you know, so gracious. And I thought it was so awesome that they had a section that really dealt with people of color that has these type of diseases because we're also, we, um, You know, we don't have the access to uh, healthcare that we're, you know, other people may have the ability to have. We don't have, you know, we have healthcare qualities, you know, implicit bias, maternal mortality, chronic diseases, clinical trials, pain management, mental health, that we're always just, you know, I guess say 10 10 steps behind. We're not really taken very seriously. There's really not much um, research given to us. Um, We're not properly um, taken care of or managed. So I thought it was pretty awesome to be able to be in a space where I could feel um, a safe space.
0: In addition to her involvement in many shades of ALS, Lakia runs her own nonprofit specifically aimed at childhood rare diseases like pediatric ALS.
2: So what we do at Melanin Children Matter, um, again, um, we're building a research team that could really focus on um, childhood rare diseases. And we're starting with uh, my son, King Nasir's disease, which is the SBTLC2. Um, uh, Also other things that we do is, I did mention we do uh, give micro mini grants and resources for autism, but our main focus is um, pediatric ALS, um, early access to whole sequence screening and, um, uh, dismantling racial disparities within the medical field. So, um, in my journey with my son, him being diagnosed, there was a lot of backlash. There was a lot of, I'm a scammer. There was a lot of, I'm a liar. Um, to the point where it got to the medical, the doctor forums. And my doctor, my neurologist had to speak out and say, that's my patient. She's not a liar. Her son does have pediatric ALS. So it has been a fight um, when you're having dealing with something so rare. And when you fly out to the NIH and they um, tell you that your son is going to die, they don't give you any resources when they send you home. They just tell you to um, enjoy your loved one. And um, they ask you questions to get you prepared. Like, do you want them to live on machines and this and that? And there was no um, resources. There was no comfort. So I felt real alienated. Um, And then, like I said, in the journey of trying to find, he was misdiagnosed three times. So um, having access to um, whole genome sequencing can get you a diagnosed earlier than three to five years, which for people of color, we are often, um, we're three to five years late in being diagnosed compared to other, um, um, you know, another race. Um, so that was, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a neurologist that was, um, of color. And she pushed until she found a, an answer. Um, I was real uh, adamant about the answer because every time she told me what he was diagnosed, with, I went and I researched it to the core, and I'd go back to her, I'm like, "No, I don't think that's what he has." And like, she'll have to redo her search, and she's like, "You're right. That's not what he has." So we, and and with what he had, it looked so similar to um, muscular dystrophy and SMA and and snarves. and so had he had got access to the um, whole genome sequencing. All of those steps could have been avoided um, with the bis- misdiagnosing and getting to the, these treatments a lot effectively, you know, more effectively.
0: Juan says that one of the Many Shades team's primary goals is to bring attention to disparities like these, which he says lead not only to lower quality of medical care for people of color, but also to reduce participation in clinical trials and ALS research.
1: Um A bit of a challenge to begin with because uh, with respect to research, it is difficult to uh, build participation in clinical trials to begin with because the pool of patients is greatly decreased due to the... um, exclusionary criteria that often accompanies uh, many of the clinical trials that we come across. And typically, researchers would like to have a somewhat healthy ALS patient. and Because it takes so long to get diagnosed, many patients find themselves excluded from trials simply because they've already been living with the condition undiagnosed for too long to be included in clinical trials. So, we're starting off at a deficit from the beginning and then you Uh, and calculate into the equation the uh, decrease uh, participation that organically happens with communities of color simply because there is a lack of information and resources that are available to those communities organically. They tend to be of lesser means <coughs> and uh, are not afforded the attention that is avoided other groups in the community. <coughs> and it's uh, obviously a secondary symptom to the uh, less than adequate Healthcare system that we have in the United States, uh, I find it very difficult to reconcile the fact that in our nation that there's no advanced with health care uh, in general that individuals are <clears throat> Left behind uh, so often uh, with respect to accessing resources and having to fight for every bit of care that is needed to maintain not just life but a a good quality of life. And so we begin at a deficit and it requires that we analyze the reasons for this happening and that we target those reasons along with the organizations that are conducting research or gathering patients for clinical trials. Uh, And it's imperative that we, uh, members of communities of color be included in the conversations that build clinical trials and research models in order to influence the diversity from the very beginning at the onset of any research that is going to take place. I personally believe <clears throat> that.
0: research advocacy is a big part of the Many Shades of ALS team's mission but they also prioritize providing help directly to people of color affected by ALS Juan says that mental health is one of the group's top priorities and the focus of much of their recent outreach to the ALS community
1: well we uh over the past year and a half, we have focused on mental health associated with Uh, communities of color, and we have uh, uh, conducted several uh, (laughs) events that we call uh, either Ask Me Anything or Let's Talk About It. And the most recent one was uh, navigating the holidays uh, due to the, the fact that we're approaching Uh, major holidays, and we discuss uh, uh, ways of coping with uh, losing um, or having the alter traditions and uh, beliefs uh, regarding the holidays, and early next year we're going to be having one on travel and we're going to focus on what is needed to travel safely and effectively with a disability. Something that is near and dear to my heart given that my wife and I travel the country in an accessible RV to meet other patients and that is extremely fulfilling for us, because we get to meet some amazing individuals across the country, <clears throat> but we touch on other topics. We um have had events that are in Spanish, in order to include the Hispanic community in the conversation, <clears throat> as um. We'd rather be creative in the events that we host in order that means reach the most diverse audience.
0: Lakia says she believes conversations like those that the Many Shades of ALS team, as well as and Children Matter, are fostering could be an important first step to addressing the disparities faced by people of color in the ALS community. What
2: needs to change is uh, being having these conversations. Um, we need to open the space to where we can have these real conversations in order to get over that hump. And I know it's uncomfortable, but in order to make things comfortable, you first have to be uncomfortable. And the fact that we don't um, shine a light on racial disparities um, that's one of the things that's hindering us in the medical field. And then we also already have where people of color do not trust the medical field. So we have to get over that hump as well. And um, you know, that comes from a long line of history why that is not to be trusted. So if we can start to talk about these things and bring these things to light, maybe we can get more people of color to um, get involved so that we can get these numbers and these data, uh, for people of color to have a better outcome. Um, another thing that we need to do is um, understand that if we're going to deal with ALS, we have to have the proper data and the ALS registry needs to be expanded. It needs to expand. They need more research for those of uh, with ALS that uh, are of color and they need to expand their age range Um, because now you're not, if you're, if we have children out of here that are um, being diagnosed and you're only doing 18 and up, you're not counting everyone that has it and you're not getting proper data that can help because that child that you're, you're excluding can possibly save an adult. So, like, for example, my son, I uh, donated my son to the NIH. Um, They took his samples to research SPTLC2. And they've learned a lot just from his samples. So I really, I strongly believe that it would be a younger generation. It would be someone with juvenile or pediatric ALS that will save ALS.
0: To learn more about many shades of ALS and how you can get involved visit imals.org slash action slash many dash shades dash of dash ALS. To find out more about how you can support Lakia's mission and Melanin Children Matter, visit melaninchildrenmatter.org. There are currently no treatments to stop or reverse ALS, but the ALS Therapy Development Institute is working to change that. ALS-TDI's ARC study aims to learn about ALS by collecting data from people around the world with the disease. If you're living with ALS, you can participate in the ARC study from home and help inform ALS research. To learn more, visit ALS.net slash ARC. Thanks for listening.